Happy Friday, theatre lovers. This week's guest is Brent Wilkinson. Brent is a kind, modest, natural ideas guy who is super easy to talk to. We chat about his work as a creative writer for radio, how that links to his theatre experience, and I learned that Brent is a master, albeit a modest one, of Simpsons voices as well as many others. On with the show. Okay, so then we'll get started. So uh, welcome, Brent Wilkinson, to Sarnia Famous. I, Thank you. <laughs> I usually like to say how I've worked with someone. Uh, you and I haven't really worked together ne- technically. We did a little bit of stuff together on a step into Christmas. Yeah, a little but... bit of chit-chat during step into Christmas and, you know, and in passing. I saw you in Wizard of Oz. thought, oh, I, I love seeing new people. Always very excited. It's like, who's this? She's wonderful. And I'm sure we'll oh work gosh. together. And we haven't yet. But yet. future's not set. So not there's still yet. a chance. That's right. Yeah. Always have to add that yet. Absolutely. And I, I know you've done a lot. I've seen you in some stuff as well. And I, I love the room that you're in right now. This is a podcast, but I see lots of theatery type stuff. I'm, I'm sort of in a, a museum of whimsy and wonder. Um, it's sort of, it's, that is my, my living space. So yes, you've got the theater posters behind me of, of shows I've seen. Um, there's other posters in another room of shows I've done. Got the band posters over there and concert things and memorabilia from shows and costume pieces and props I've built. I could, I could give you a tour, but the audio medium would just make people jealous. Uh, so. <laughs> That's true. It's so it it just looks so polished and and sharp. It's part of the fun, yeah. Well, we are taking a tour. Bill, Bill Nye's autograph oh, Bill. there. <laughs> the Phantom Mask under a Devo Energy Dome. Ah! So yeah. This, oh, that's fantastic. That's, that's my world. <laughs> I love it. A museum of whimsy and wonder. I absolutely love that. And then I selfishly, um, when you talk about the medium of audio, I. I know that you work in radio and I wanted to hear all about that because that is a world I know nothing about, but I'm very interested in. Sure. I I hope I know something about it. (laughs) Um, I I hope. No, really, because, um, and I don't know if this sounds bad, um, radio was sort of a, a, we'll say a second interest or passion. It was sort of something I fell into when I decided that theater wasn't something I wanted to pursue because theater was always on top of mind since I was a kid. Went to high school, the high school of the arts. I attended Cawthor Park in Mississauga, was a drama major for four years. So I was always like, oh yeah, yeah, then I'm going to end up doing something with that. Went to George Brown for a year for the theater program and just decided it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, voice acting was always sort of in the back of my head as something that interested me and I, I loved doing. Uh, always did impersonations since I was like seven, eight years old. So in researching that in grade 10 careers class, every interview that I read or, or listened to, someone would always mention, make sure you have broadcast experience, get comfy on a microphone. I was like, of course, I mean, that makes so much sense, but I'd never thought about it. So when I was looking for a second thing to do in post-secondary school after the theater thing didn't work out, radio came back to me. And so I, I, I did. I went to school for radio uh, for two years, majored in announcing in my second year. because I thought, this is what I want to do. I want to be on the mic. But while there, discovered that I actually liked writing. Because you, you had to do everything related to radio. So you learned about sales, you learned about production, you learned about uh, writing and, and marketing and announcing. And so 
in the writing class, writing and production, whenever we had to make commercials, that's where I got like really excited because it was kind of free reign um, as long as you fit the parameters of that particular project. If they wanted a 60 second ad or a 30 second ad, fine, no big deal. If they wanted a cold read, no big deal. If they wanted two verses, no big deal, but then you kind of got to fill in the rest of the blanks. And so it was a wonderful creative outlet where, and I discovered that I actually enjoyed writing um, and creating because again, in high school, the type of writing that you have to do wasn't for me. And so I thought, okay, so I'm never going to do this. Well, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't you know it, a friend of mine from college said, Brent, you know, who was working at the stations here in Sarnia, Brent, we're looking for a writer. Are you interested? Sure. I can either stay in Mississauga and do nothing or move here and do something. Uh, I'm originally from Mississauga. And so I did. I moved here and I've been uh, a copywriter uh, at Blackburn uh, here in Sarnia for 10 years. And so uh, I kind of pushed aside the announcing thing that I thought maybe I would do. I just, uh, did, again, decided, and you'll probably hear this or not, that I didn't have confidence in myself that I couldn't do it. And I'm sure that'll come up again. And I just decided it wasn't for me. And uh, I've been writing. But uh, yeah, the, the, the radio world, like like I said, maybe I will one day. Um, it did well in announcing in, in school. And head of the program even gave me a number of someone to call because they were looking for an announcer. And I didn't listen. I ignored all of that and, and stayed behind the scenes. But uh, I don't know. Uh, what else do you want to know about radio? I mean, that's what I do. So I, I do work at the radio station, but you, you'll only hear me like voice the odd commercial somewhere. If, if, you, if you listen close to me, you, you might hear me uh, pop up now and then, uh, which I love doing. It's a chance to do character voices and, and whatnot. And I've, I'm building a demo and, and collecting things there. And I listen back and go, there's some good stuff here. Like this, this is fun to do. But I, I am a behind the scenes-er. I could not think of anyone else that has a more perfect radio voice. Like to me, oh. and my, <laughs> of course my world is small, but to me, you sound like you were born to be on the radio. Especially well, you even you. have kind of like that old timey cadence to your voice that would fit even, you know, the originating of, of radio. So... Oh. And which they're trying to get rid of, right? They don't. They don't want <laughs> the the old, right? Which which is a shame, um, unless you get a chance to do a commercial or promo where they where they make fun of it and so on and so forth, and then you can go on and just let it go. And that was so but, perfect. Oh my god! And that's the thing, and and it's it's fun. It's fun to do, and that's mm. where I like the character side of the voice work, right? Because right. then you get those, those chances to do things like that. Whereas I go, I don't know if I just want to talk or not. I, I haven't decided. It's, it's still in the back of my head. Maybe it'll always be there or maybe I'll do something with it. Who knows? But thank you. I, I, I do enjoy using my voice for things um, and certainly have the chance to do that theater-wise. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, characters and, and uh, whatnot, I, I sometimes will find a voice for them. But yeah, even I remember grade seven, eight, I, rem I remember like a principal saying you should do something with your voice. And so these little things kind of just stayed there. And that's where radio came from for me. But then I didn't pursue it the way everyone wanted me to. <laughs> and I, like you said, I, I, I do hear that people assume that I'm, I'm on air when they find out I work in radio, but I'm not. Hmm. Um, but here comes that word. Yet. Maybe. Who, who knows? I like that. I like that you're not putting any limitations on yourself. Nothing's in stone, right? This is where I am now. This is where I've been for a while. But yeah, things things can change. Things are absolutely allowed to change. 
it's funny to me that you feel like I'm, I'm sensing it's a confidence issue in terms of wanting to be on the radio. And yet you are in stage productions, which I would think would be far more vulnerable than being on the radio. And yes and no. Uh, and um, I think a, a lot of being comfortable on stage comes from the fact that I did it or, or started doing it at such a young age. Mm. So I, I was doing it before I sort of developed um, real shame and doubt <laughs> in myself, yeah. right? Where, like when you get to those yeah. teen years where you're yeah. awkward and you don't know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I was doing theater before that. that. Mm. So when I didn't maybe fit into a group or didn't belong in sports or wasn't smart enough for a certain project, it's like, well, I can do theater because I've been doing that since I was nine. So it's always sort of been a comfort place. Okay. Um, and, and you're told what to say, right? You're told what to do um, and you're not you. It's, it's when you can escape into someone else's world and someone goes, oh, I didn't like that. It's like, uh, you didn't like them. Yeah. That's not that wasn't me. me. <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, and, and, that, and that's happened a lot. And we can talk about that too. Whereas radio, I feel like I'm me and okay. I will be judged on me. And if I say something, it's like Brent said this, not such and such a character said this. And I don't know how I feel about that. You're right. You, 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 when you're on radio, you're in a room by yourself or maybe yeah. you have another person. Maybe you're doing an interview like we're doing now mm -hmm. and it's conversational and it's relaxed and fine and cool. But I, I, I suppose there's that little thing in the back of the head that says, if you say something that, right, then it's you. Yeah. It, it wasn't someone written for you to play. I hadn't, I hadn't thought of it from that perspective. So do you mind taking me through then more about the writing process and what you do in that capacity? Sure. So here, here in Sarnia, it's a lot of uh, the local businesses who, because um, if you go to a bigger market radio-wise, um, you'll get a lot of national ads that come from uh, agencies, creative agencies uh, that are writing and producing ads for them. Here, while we do still run things like that, because we have a Walmart and we have a Home Depot, we have McDonald's, right? Uh, but here, a lot of, I mean, shop local, right? That's such a huge theme. And, and uh, I find that it's so strong in Sarnia um, and a lot of support amongst local businesses, which I love seeing, like supporting each other. But we have a lot of people to write for and advertise and sometimes they they may know what they want to say to a degree and then it's our job to like clean it up um give it maybe a a, a fresher take or some flow and make sure it fits uh, the time restraints because uh, you know if it's 30 seconds it's 30 seconds so that's 90 words and so when we're sent 120 it's like okay well <laughs> Chop, trim, chop, <laughs> yeah. trim. And, and that's just the way it is, right? If, if you got a five liter glass, you ain't getting six liters of water in there. How it, how it works. So, um, yeah, it's, it's our job to either come up with ideas for them um, or take their ideas and, and either flesh them out or, or, or make them concise and clean. And sometimes you get a chance to be really creative. And then other times, uh, yeah, we, we do get those requests where it's like, I've decided to do a sale tomorrow or we're not selling enough, we need to push something. Mm -hmm. This is urgent, can we get something on tomorrow? So sometimes, yeah, you're, you're writing and producing scripts in less than 20 minutes. It happens, it happens, um, and that's part of it. So not always my most creative work, they won't always show up on a, on a demo, but I'm, I'm still proud of the fact that I, I can do that. No kidding. Um, if, if, if you need a script in a minute, I can give you a script in a minute. Wow. But if you give me time, I also better, like, yeah. 
sitting with it and going, okay, well, sh should there be characters we create here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we once did a song, did really well. It's a Beethoven's cool. Fifth. Oh, it was wow. a lot of fun. Um, there's, there's, so there's two writers, and um, so, so Pat, my boss, she, she wrote the, the words, and then I took it down to production, and and we we figured out how to fit it into the music, and did a like a four part harmony thing, and and, and it went on. I, I think it won an award, um, like an Ontario Small Market Award. Yeah, you know, something, no, something no big deal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and so, right, it, it's all types of different ads that we get to create, which is also fun uh, because. You know, one minute I'm writing something for Christmas, and then the next thing I'm doing this hard sell for a car dealership. But then I've got to bring that down because we're writing for a funeral home, so you know, got to use some tact. But then you can bring it up again because now there's some barbecue happening outside of some, you know, nonprofit organization, and they want it fun and come on down because there's balloons. Like, so it's never, you know, in an hour, my, my brain is never necessarily set on one mood, and and you have to kind of know a little bit about a lot of things. And maybe you don't know at first, but now I might know a little more about farm equipment or cosmetics that I didn't know before. Wow. Um, and it was, a, it was a great way to learn a new city. Oh, I'll yeah. say that. This, this type of job oh. was a wonderful way to get to know Sarnia. I didn't know it. I, 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 I had maybe heard about it in passing. And like I said, my friend from college, I drove him here when he got his job here. That's what I knew about Sarnia that was it so i i um i learned the city pretty quickly because you start hearing about restaurants that have this and there's a place to buy that kind of clothing and oh there's an event this weekend i'd like to go to and so i i learned the city quick through things that were happening and places you could go uh for food and fun and and, and daily necessities and it's actually i i have to thank the job um, for sort of starting my theater career in Sarnia was I wrote an ad for, it was Diversion Entertainment's production of Avenue Q. And that's how I heard that first, that there was a theater group. Uh, I, I had heard about Theater Sarnia. Someone had mentioned it and it was like, oh, you're going to want to get involved with them, uh, which eventually happened. But then I heard that there was another group. There, there's two. Wait, and, what? And they're doing Avenue Q. Like people are doing that show. <laughs> I didn't think anyone would do and so that opened that up and and uh snowballed into um well today um and here we are with with quite a few performances under the belt but again i would never have known about it if i didn't get a chance to write that ad yeah. and then so of course I, I went and saw the show and and it was very exciting to learn that they'd also done shows like like rent and spelling bee and, and shows that not every group tackles yeah. um that was that was an exciting realization that oh there there might be things here to make me feel like i'm at home and that certainly happened because while i came here for radio i think i've stayed for the theater community <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting as someone that's not from sarnia originally as well it's okay. kind of cool to hear your process because I definitely, when I moved here, I didn't know a soul and never lived anywhere other than my hometown. Yeah, it's interesting to hear how that came about. And also, I had honestly assumed that theater came before the radio in terms of your experience in Sarnia, just because you're such a well-known person. Like, you... Of the, the, the episodes that I've done, your name gets brought up a lot. People have, 
mentioned you and suggested that I reach out to you a number of times and it's taken a lot of confidence for me to do so. So it's it's interesting to me to hear that that was something secondary to where you're at right now. Well, I can tell you whether you're nervous or not, thank you for reaching out. I, I, I wondered if this would happen at some point and I'm glad that it did. And so let's, yeah, we'll, we'll just talk. Like I said, it's just conversational radio. We're just... We're having a it's chat on a, on a beautiful Saturday afternoon. Oh my gosh, it's so nice outside. Absolutely. So then uh, you'd mentioned there being two writers at the radio yes. station. Is that is that an easy thing to manage? Like, do you guys have good writing chemistry or does it um, oh, yeah. sometimes, is there challenges? Um, so we don't write together mm. um, uh, a lot. We, we have clients that we both take care of always um so if, if something comes down the pipe from from sales saying such and such a client would like to run this next week we know if it's mine or if it's hers and we just take it and we we go with it if a new one comes down we kind of just ping pong and say didn't you do the last one i'll do this one but then you you writer's block happens uh, especially with the, the amount that we we do have to write so every so often yeah we will bounce an idea off each other and say does you know does this sound silly do you believe this i'm stuck making you know this doesn't make sense or do you know what so and so is trying to say because i don't so yeah we, we do talk and we have a great rapport and uh, uh yeah no 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 challenges um be, be, because we really as much as we're together we we are separate we, we take care of our own things uh, but but then sometimes like that um beethoven ad that i mentioned every so often we'll come together as a group and say okay um who you know who's someone who maybe hasn't been on in a while or um is uh, is anyone struggling with coming up with a new idea for someone and we'll have a little brainstorm we'll, we'll bring in the, the producers as well and we'll sit and we'll go what can we do what's what's something we haven't tried again that that's always great and positive everyone's very open and willing to try things sometimes we'll we'll try three different takes instead of um like shooting someone's idea down mm -hmm. uh we'll say well let's see how it sounds right because because may maybe maybe we're not hearing it by the way you're describing it so let's produce something <laughs> and, and see how it, how it sounds um so everyone's all yeah, very open and, and creative and willing to try things and, th and those are days that i love um, again, my, the, my business card says creative writer. So when we have a chance to truly be creative, that that excites me. <laughs> That's great. And it actually makes yeah. a lot of sense that you would have your clients that you would focus on. So then you could specialize in that knowledge to exactly. that client. But also what a resource to have a team to turn to if you get stuck. Because it, it's inevitable, especially like you say, when you are, you know, under the gun so often and having to, to change avenues and topics and moods on the fly all the time and and sometimes you may be given something that isn't part of your day-to-day -day wheelhouse mm -hmm. um and we'll turn to each other and say does does this make sense or does this fit your your life if you're if you're a dog owner and i'm not would this ever happen you know mm -hmm. and, and you can do that and then vice versa you know brent i don't know much about this was this is funny she actually writes the imperial theater oh <laughs> And any ads that come, um, that go to air for the Imperial Theater are written by her because that was her client before I moved here. And right. it just made sense that she would keep that going. But I often will get asked, like, so what's this play about? Or oh, what's okay. happening next? Year? Or how, how are you running auditions for this? Or what what have you? I was like, oh, well, such and such and such because she knows I'm, I'm around it. Yeah. So it's just, 
it's yeah it's fine to just ask a quick, a quick question and then i'll go back to writing my um you know spray tan ad never had one <laughs> But, uh, you know, I'm ready for it. It comes through. You ask around. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, do you have uh, a favorite ad that you've written or, or maybe a favorite series that you've written? I, I know there are favorites. And certainly that that Beethoven one is, is high on the list for, for having worked on. I recently uh, created the character of Captain Twistie uh, for the city of Sarnia for a uh, waste collection. And they wanted to take uh, essentially a, a mundane activity that everybody does but doesn't really think about, but remind people of the do's and don'ts of what to put at the curb. And they wanted it to really stand out. And that's where Captain Twistie <laughs> came into the picture to remind people of you know what you can recycle and what large items you can put at the curb and what you can't put at the curb. And, and here are the dates when you can get rid of your Christmas tree. And he would help citizens and, and find out that a lot of them actually know what they're doing. And he's very proud of the city of Sarnia. Um, so I'm, I'm very happy with him because I, I think he's, again, he's somebody that they would like to use again and, and pop up and, and we'll see. Maybe, maybe there'll be a mascot one day and, and that'd be cool. Cause like he, he didn't exist and then I fought him up and now he's, he's somebody. So yeah, like I'm, I'm proud of that campaign. Oh gosh, so, so so many ads. There's oh, there's one. Okay, I was very proud of this one. It was a promo that we ran for the station, and I, I believe it had something to do with you would to, you were to tell a Star Wars story or something to win a chance to get a Star Wars tattoo. Oh. So here's the contest, right? It's like show, prove you're the greatest Star Wars fan. And we will pay to have your tattoo done at a local establishment. Oh, cool. And, and I think it was around the time of one of one of the Star Wars films being released. Well, you can't say Star Wars. Oh, oh. <laughs> Legally, not allowed to say Star Wars in any type of advertising. Okay, so like announcers can talk about cool. it. Announcers can talk okay. about it. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, am I going to have to bleep we're, this out? No, no. <laughs> because we're ha we're just having a conversation. And oh, okay. You can talk about things you like and don't like, and you know, have you seen this gotcha, movie? Gotcha. I would recommend it. Okay. That's okay. You can't use it when promoting yourself or trying to sell Makes something. Sense. Makes sense. And so because we were going to be purchasing something for a local business mm -hmm. and uh, we, we couldn't say Star Wars. <laughs> so I was very proud of myself that I wrote an ad that sounded like Star Wars yeah, that yeah. didn't mention one thing. So like instead of saying Tatooine, right, Luke's home planet, I said something along the lines of, and you will have a tattoo we know you're going to love. So <laughs> tattooing is in there, but I never said tattooing. <laughs> so that was the challenge. And so then, of course, you know, um, production would add like a great John Williams-esque score without actually using it. Yeah, yeah. So something orchestrated and you get your bloops and your bleeps and your lasers in there. And it sounds like a Star Wars ad. Not one thing in there was Star Wars. That oh. one I was very proud of. Wow. And because I bet you people part. listening to it didn't even realize that you, like the no, normal people probably don't really know that you can't really say that or, or nope. maybe don't think of it. So, but it was probably so, because you used all those tropes that belong with Star Wars. Oh yeah. yeah. I would be proud exactly. of that too. Like, right? ah, totally. It, it, like, it, it was a contest. Like it was you and, 
it was it, they were going to pick the top four people. Yeah. So this was a chance for me to go. You're going to see three PO'd contestants because three people were going to lose. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so you're going to see three PO'd contestants. I didn't say C3PO, <laughs> but I did. And so, yet yeah, I did. That was, that was a fun project. Cool. For sure. That's but you're right. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that there are things that you can and cannot say. And we find ways around it. You you listen next next time it's yeah. Super Bowl season. Right. Yeah. Listen to the radio. You won't hear Super Bowl in any ad because ah. we we can't say it. You hear big game a lot or you hear football this weekend, but you won't hear Super Bowl. Oh, my gosh. I feel like a light just got switched on or something. Now I'm not going to be listening to the radio the same way ever again. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Do you do any writing outside of the the radio station? I try to, <laughs> or I, I want to. I, I do. Um, so I well step into Christmas. Uh, Ian and I worked on that script together, and then like the the, the boy band song oh, in there, yeah. "Unwrap My Mouth," was written by me. Music and lyrics <laughs> by Brent Wilkinson. So so yeah, I, I do dabble in, in different areas, be it monologues, plays, uh, songs, poems, what what, what sketches, uh, whatnot. Yeah, I, I, I dabble here and there. Um, I definitely want to create some original works and get them staged. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got about five different musicals in mind, a couple of screenplays, a yeah. couple of series, some children's books. Again, nothing super fleshed out and ready to go, but they're all like filed away, you know? So every so often I'll, I'll go through, I'll pick one out and go, oh, I had an idea for this. Let me add to it. I've got uh, just, a, just a pile of notebooks oh yeah, here that's a stack. full of right things. <laughs> my main musical I'm working on behind me in this binder here. Oh my gosh. So, so I do write, but I never Just finish. Just a little bit as he shows me like a mountain of notebooks and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I, I do. Again, um, I was in a band for a few years, so written songs. And like I said, I, I want to write a musical. Can't really read music, but I'm going to write it. So that, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, yes, and, and that's the thing. And I, and I think I have to thank the radio job for that. Because like I said, I never thought of myself as a writer in any form until I went to college and learned oh creative writing's a lot of fun and you can do whatever you want and, and my uh, one of my favorite quotes about writers uh, why do writers write because it isn't there I love that and you can and you write and you can do that right like well, here we are talking and and there's ideas that don't exist yet this time next year who knows maybe I'll have written a children's book and and now that story exists because you can. There's no nothing stopping you from telling that story. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot that, that oh, I can feel my eyebrows like going into my hairline because I'm like, wow. Yes, yeah. Yes, you're, you're very uh, um, fish hooked now. Yeah, 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 right. I can't help myself. It's wonderful. I I, I'm foreseeing you grabbing a pen and paper this afternoon and jotting down. Oh, ten, I want ten ideas from you now. Oh my God, no! Now it just got sweaty in here. That um, that's not for me. Nope. But uh, I was just thinking for you, like the fact that you go to work and you write and and you write in a high pressure situation and you still go home and want to write. To me, that says that's obviously something that you're meant to be doing. If you can continue even at the end of your day. Right. If yeah, and, and if I can find it, uh, sometimes it's hard. Yeah. I'll be I'll be honest. Yeah. Oh yeah. You you you'll have days where your your fatigue, your mental fatigue, is very real, and you don't want to write anymore. And so sometimes, unfortunately, I feel like it, 
it gets in the way. Mm. But every so often, yeah, you, you shake it off and you just go, no, no, this because this is different. Because because then there's the days where you've only written things that haven't really stimulated you. It's like okay, I, I need I need to actually be I need to do something creative, and so you you whip out a notebook and you write a page of something. Well, whatever it doesn't matter what it is as long as it's something. I I had a New Year's resolution that only lasted about five or six months, um, but I said you have to write every day, and I allowed myself to say that a sentence counted. Heck yeah, yeah. Because at least at least it was something concrete that I could look at and go, oh yeah, that's part of the story instead of just living in my mind. And so I did. I I, I got to like April or May and. Uh, um, that's when I, I got frustrated and then I stopped and I haven't looked at it since, but for e every day, no matter where I was, I, I was writing something like some of my favorite memories of that beginning of the year, I, I was in Cuba and I couldn't sleep and it was like three in the morning. I, I got up and I was just strolling around the grounds and I went to the bar in the lobby, which was open all night. And I, I said, I got two fingers of rum and I had a cigar with me and I grabbed a napkin and I just started writing lyrics to one of the shows I was writing. And looking around, there's a couple of people there. I'm like, this is awesome. I'm having a great time right now. And I've, I'm continuing my resolution. Like, this counts. And since like it's a, three in the morning, I can have fun the rest of the day. But yeah. <laughs> it feels, that feels like a, like a Hemingway type scenario where you have your drink and you're writing and you're among <laughs> people like um it felt a little Hemingway the white cotton shirt I was wearing <laughs> felt very much like him especially because I think he spent time in Cuba I think so yeah um oh yes I'm not the best with history and I've only read a few of his books but I uh yeah that that did that's that name popped in my head immediately so then on the days where you don't feel like writing do you or even that you have writer's block what do you do for yourself how do you get through those days oh um there there are the days where i get down mm -hmm. and i i feel like a lump i end up watching programs and things that other people have written <laughs> more, more for just just to laugh or 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 to take my mind off it but but i think i've learned more and more not to dwell on it too much mm. because that that was really kind of hurting me because I, I would put so much weight on it uh that it would have to be perfect and and like i said like i i, I would I'll, I, I'll leave the project behind that resolution ended there and that was years ago and i feel like i haven't really truly come back to that project and that's not fair to that piece um i feel bad for it because it, it does deserve to be finished even just a first draft and that's what i have to keep reminding myself too is you're not going to write the final draft first <laughs> and I, I it's, it's almost like I don't allow myself to be okay with that. Like if, if take one of the musicals, for example, I feel like it has to be done before I ever go into a rehearsal room with it. But that's so not true. And you hear about story like the Book of Mormon. How many Tonys did it win? Is it still running? Yes, it is. Has it gone on tour and been all over the city? Yes, it has. It's, it's done very, very well. Act two was nowhere near completion when they started rehearsing it. Mm -hmm. And they wrote it based on how the actors were portraying the characters. Because then they started seeing, oh, that character would do this, based on how an actor portrayed them. And it's okay to create as a group. Like, we're, we're rehearsing something rotten right now, and, I've, you know, you, I've heard stories of actors saying a line in rehearsal as a joke that end up in the script. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. your, your finished product 
is not the first product. You know, it's, it's a living, breathing thing for a while, even after it becomes sort of public domain and it goes out there and, and people still make changes, whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, how many versions of Star Wars are there now? It happens. And it's, it's, it's okay. Uh, and I, I keep trying to talk myself into that. And so when I do that, then I'll, I'll, I'll pull out the books. If, if I can have a positive chat with myself, I'll, I'll jot something down. Or honestly, you know what I do? Um, I'll write something else. If I get frustrated or tired with one project, because I've got so many on the go up here, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do something else. Um, if, if I'm tired writing one play, I'll, I'll go work on a song that maybe I want to put on an album one day. Um, and when I have ear fatigue because I don't want to listen to music anymore, I'll, I'll pull a notebook out and, and finish a sketch, like a comedy sketch that I started writing five years prior. You know, it, it's there's never a, a lack of things to do. I just need that, that push and need to be okay with, as long as it's moving forward, you're not devolving. That's another thing that you said that makes me feel like you're doing what you're meant to be doing because I, I would I was expecting more on like you said initially I watch things other people have made I was expecting more of a, a self-care routine in that capacity but then you circle back and you really kind of realized almost in the moment that no in order to tackle one bit of writer's block I keep on writing which is kind of incredible yeah, yeah, it, and because because it's not the same thing, you can get so stuck yeah. in one idea. But well, like I said, there's no shortage of ideas, and, and I, I know asking for your ten ideas uh, made you a little nervous. I I'd be curious. Like really nervous. I think you might surprise yourself. <laughs> uh, I, I think ideas, and I know every brain is different. That's why it's a wonderful and fascinating world. But I think ideas are easy. I think executing them is very difficult. Oh. Making them happen is is that's the work ideas they're out grab one want to write a podcast musical um okay <laughs> that sounds done. fun but but um, it, it it's it's something fun. else it's something to try it's something that mm-hmm. you know um we're inspired by and affected by in the world that we live in with technology everywhere and, and you see that there's there's things to do there's things to work on if yeah if, if you have a brain that can't shut down and you have 20 tabs open at all times and instead of letting your computer crash, I suppose it's worth actually using one of the tabs that are open. <laughs> and again, it doesn't have to be long. It can just be enough where you kind of go, oh, okay, I like that. You know, mm-hmm. add, add, add a couple of bars of music. Add one, add one joke to that sketch you're writing. Mm-hmm. Because that's one step further to both completing it, but it's also something that you won't lose. That's, that's another thing that terrifies me. And I'm, so I, I always carry pens. I'm known for that. I will always have two pens and two markers in my pocket because if an idea ever popped up and I lost it, that's just as frustrating as not finishing something sometimes because you know it was good. Even if it wasn't, you can come back to it and go, yeah, that didn't work. But at least you had it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and losing ideas is, is awful. So yeah, my, my phone is full of sound clips, either like a quick ditty on the keyboard or I'll, I'll, I'll sing a lyric. I'll, I'll be sitting at a red light and go, oh yeah, this is blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And get that down and then on my way or like i said hand me a napkin because this this is a funny idea for something i've got napkins lying around here i used to do i uh, when i worked at a grocery store um in my teenage years i would sit at, at the pizza parlor and when my slice was finished i'd take a pen out of my pocket and on my cardboard piece i'd be writing a lyric for a song i'd be writing a comedy sketch idea that i had that day and so I, I'd come home with ripped up cardboard in my pocket, and that would go into my creative file somewhere. I probably have 
old cardboard and napkins lying around that I haven't looked at in decades. But maybe I will one day. Again, future's not set, so it hasn't happened yet, but it could. And maybe I wasn't ready to finish something then, but with the experiences I've, I've, I've had, maybe I, I, yeah, you might find an old idea and go, I totally know what this should be now. And that's, that's okay. Hmm. It happens. And those I should do it. Yeah, it's just getting done. The universe will give it to someone else. And that's heartbreaking to think about. (laughs) And I'm also thinking right now that, like, all those little napkins and and cardboard pieces and stuff, those are the things that get sold on eBay when you're a big deal down the road. (laughs) Is eBay still a thing? eBay's still a thing, right? I I believe it is. okay. I don't use it, but I I, I don't remember reading anything saying, eBay's gone! (laughs) eBay's been closed down. (laughs) I'm not yeah. the most plugged in person when it comes to the internet. So I felt cool when I said it. And then I was like, wait, what if it's like not a thing anymore? Um, wow. That was so 2015 Dallas. Yes, it was. Okay, I'm just going to find some. <clears throat> so uh, impersonations. I wrote that down because, Oh no. <laughs> um, and then like, uh, everybody has comfort movies that they, that they watched when they were younger. And I'm wondering mm-hmm. if there was certain movies that you would have impersonated or certain characters when you were a kid that you, you lean toward impersonating that kind of shaped who you are now. Uh, absolutely. And, but as a kid, and I wouldn't, say I touch on many of them now it spoke to something to me then but then would you know leapfrog to something else and then that lily pad's way behind but uh so as a kid I I did two talent shows at school and the the impressions that I pulled out were Steve Urkel (laughs) Austin Powers The Mask I know I did The Mask I think I did some Ace Ventura stuff too and so uh, Jim Carrey was certainly an influence then and uh, he he's one that still every so often will pop up either in a facial expression or a way of saying something. So yeah, he, he, he stuck around a bit. Um, and then certainly fascinated by uh, like Robin Williams work, uh, both live action, um, like something like Mrs. Doubtfire I'd watch all the time, but Aladdin and the fact that, uh, I mean, it was animated, but it was so much more that that stood out. Oh, yeah, but yeah, I, I don't do those impressions anymore. The, I, I then moved on, like a couple years after those talent shows, uh, The Simpsons became a huge part of my life. And so that is certainly not only a favorite show um, and a passion of mine, but sort of, I, I guess you could say, inspired me. Because here's this main cast of six people doing hundreds of characters. And... Uh, so yeah, naturally I, I would try and do some of them. And then, uh, I don't know if you've heard of it, Mech Homer, which is a one man show where the Scottish play Macbeth is performed oh. by the cast of the Simpsons, but one man plays them all. Mm-hmm. So, so Macbeth is Homer. Um, and you know, he'll tweak the script a little bit. And so instead of like, um, is this a dagger I see before me or a pizza, <laughs> you know, and then he'll go off on how much he wants pizza. And uh, of course, Macduff is Barney Um, and so I wanted to pick up the script and try it I wanted to see how many of them I had I didn't do it yet (laughs) could happen Um, but yes the the, the Simpsons were certainly one and I have good days and bad like if my voice is in the in the right place then I can pull Smithers out or or 
uh, Skinner because Harry Shearer is very, very bassy, um, very smooth and rich. But otherwise, I'm, I'm more of a Hank Azaria. Dan Castanella is hard. He, his, his voice is hard to mimic. And so the, like, it's like Homer and Krusty and Grandpa and Groundskeeper Willie. And those are some of the harder ones. Whereas like, ah, you know I'm going <laughs> to, you know what's going to happen. Or I'm going to try it. But now I don't want to. Because because what I hear is not what people hear. So it's not going to be perfect. But that's but okay. Oh, man. I repeated the fourth grade twice. Now I drive the school bus. There's, there's like a hang. Right? Wow, a beautiful drunk talk, and so on and so forth. Oh, buddy, oh, come on, oh, come on, home, I quit eating me. Is Lenny. Um, and then Smithers, who is this gastropub? Uh, Palmer Simpson, sir, one of your carbon blocks from sector 7G. But you see what I mean? Like, I can't get the full rich timbre today. Um, I... please write Biff Bam to Harry put the balls. Just love joy. Uh, so, like, some of them live in there. Yeah, two glass eyes. No, like, there's Snake. But, uh, yeah, like, I haven't done it in a while. So, but I'd like to get back to it and, and play and and do some. Hey, I feel for you, Pelly. But you want AA. This is Triple A. Like that guy, yeah. Sounds pretty cool. I haven't done it in a while, but I'm just going to do them flawlessly and then, like, degrade myself a little bit because maybe they aren't exactly what I they but that was friggin' cool. Oh my god. But, but that's also how I operate. Stop uh, it. They're, they're, they're fine, but they're not oh my mm, gosh. Steam. But anyway, yeah, so The Simpsons was certainly a long stretch of oh let's let's try it and and awakened the voice acting love for sure. That was such a cool thing to watch too because your your whole demeanor would change. Even though you were saying you were using like I don't know how many accents you just did in in such a short frame, but each and every one your your body completely changed and your facial expression like that was super cool. I feel like you need <laughs> Okay, I'll do my 10 ideas fine. What you need to do is, like, just record yourself doing that and marvel at <laughs> the talent, because holy flippin' doodle. I would, and, and you know what? And recording them and listening back would be a great way to learn what's working and what's not. Oh, um, I remember at college, a, a buddy of mine had me voice an ad for him as four different Simpsons characters. And that was, that was part of the fun, too, where I also realized that voice acting would be a route I'd like to pursue. Uh, there was one class, I think... My voice showed up 11 different times in people's work, but nobody knew oh. uh, <laughs> that it was me. It wasn't just me talking. It was characters. And I'm and I'm sitting there going, yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, that, oh, yeah, that's me. And But nobody knows. And every so often the teacher would be like, oh, I like that. Who was that? Brent. Oh, that was, I, I really like that accent. That was authentic. Who was that? Brent. <laughs> and, like, you know, and I'm hey. just sitting in the corner like, hey, yeah. Hey guys! <laughs> but, but that was fun. I I loved doing that. I, I I loved like when when students outside the program would come in with their work for us to produce for them. There, there was one great moment. They were having trouble with it, so they called me over, and I, I don't I don't like it, but I, it, it felt nice at the time. But compliments are hard to take. Mm. I, I walked up to the mic and I just heard one of my classmates lean over to this kid who had no idea what was about to happen. He just goes, "Watch this," and it was like no pressure. <laughs> But it was also like, oh, is that really what you guys think of me? Aww. This is, thanks, gang. So, uh, um, oh, what took me back to school? Oh, recording them. So, yeah, it would, it would be worth, yeah, like you said, recording some, uh, listening back. Uh, although, uh, I mean, 
if if this were ever to happen, they don't want you to be able to do voices and characters that already exist. Um, the other challenge of it is coming up with characters of your own. And I think that's the next step. And But part of the fun of that is you can take a voice that exists and then tweak it. Mm-hmm. Like when Hank Azaria does Mo, he's just doing young Al Pacino with gravel at it. So he took a voice he can already do, but then you just, you just change it a little bit. Right? It'd be like when... Joey Gladstone does Bob Hope as Mr. Woodchuck. You just, you blend and you, you try things. And, and, and that's happened on stage too. That's been part of the fun. Um, I remember my aunt complimenting once when I played Fagin. She's like, it was fascinating to see Brent put on a voice for Fagin, put on a voice to pretend he was playing someone else. Right? And it was like this, this voiceception thing. that I'm just like, yeah, it's part, of the, it's part of the fun. Just play. But the body thing, that, that's a huge thing that a lot of people might not read. Get, in, get it into your body. Like, uh, if you watch Mark Hamill, when he does the Joker, he changes. Like, he hunches a little bit. His face changes. He becomes the Joker. And it's, 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 it's a huge part of it. I'm, I'm very animated voicing just a regular ad. My arms are up here. I'm, I'm, I'm punching on words. with I'm karate chopping words to get them out. Nobody sees that. Right? It's, it's fine. If I close my eyes and just listen and go, you know, that sounds good. Meanwhile, this is happening. <laughs> But you don't hear it. For those listening at home, Brent's <laughs> arms are going wild. wild. Wild flailing of arms. Yes. Um, Ever seen an inflatable guy outside a car dealership? <laughs> oh, my gosh. We were coming to that time where we're getting yes. close to the end. So I unfortunately have to kind of derail you from that. But it, I have like a million things that I still will have to do another follow up. Because there's so many things to still talk about. But um, I, I try to keep the last few minutes of every episode to um, be a platform to talk about something, say, like a side hustle or um, charity or something that you're passionate about or anything that you want to bring awareness to. It doesn't have to be theater related, but um, the floor is yours. Oh, my. Um This long pause will need editing. <laughs> I'm on it. Because <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not sure. I do, but I don't consider my, like, I don't know if I have a strong stance on anything in particular or anything else going on that I haven't mentioned, or like theater-wise. I mean, other than, I mean, please keep coming to the theater and try it. Uh, like I said earlier, I love seeing new faces. And there have been some wonderful surprises and, and people who think they can't, but man, can they ever, I don't know. Oh my, see, now you've got me. Okay, so we're recording again. And uh, thank you, Ren, for being so patient with me as I tried to figure out how to save and get another recording going. And we were chatting oh, about that. what you could talk about in this little blurb at the end and you started telling me about something pretty awesome so you should keep going or start yeah, well, I, I, the, the, yeah. <laughs> um yeah i guess one thing i haven't really touched on that people might not know um is uh for uh, quite a few years uh, starting in high school i was in a two-person 80s band um or 80s inspired new wave band i guess um called analog um and we we wore our 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 gray tailored shirts and our skinny black ties and our eyeliner. And uh, we, we did a couple of concerts at our, our high school with uh, homemade built, uh, light towers beside us and two synthesizers each and wrote music um, inspired, by, uh, inspired by who we call our forefathers, Devo, Kraftwerk, Gary Newman, and Men Without Hats. 
and uh, we released an album in 2014 and it's floating online somewhere uh, i think i think it's, it's either analog music or analog official on uh soundcloud and you can search like analog if you, if you do like a title like too bad disco's dead or i really turn myself on i think you can find those on youtube but that was a part of of who i was for a very long time and i still love it i'm still writing music but yeah there's there's another brent did new wave music <laughs> when he's not listening to musical theater or uh film scores he's listening to 80s synth pop i love it that's, uh, yeah. that's a, a wonderful way to to bring that all together so thank you so much I'm so grateful for your patience with the technical difficulties like so 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 oh, grateful gosh. and that you put the time aside for me uh in relatively uh, short turnaround. I when someone agrees, I'm usually I try if I'm able to. I'm like, okay, how about tomorrow? You free tomorrow? Like in you know 24 hours? Type yeah. Thing. So, thank you very tomorrow much. Tomorrow threw me a bit, but today was great. <laughs> <laughs> I know maybe um maybe I should rethink my approach, but I, I am scared that people will change their mind. Um. So yeah. So thank you very much for taking the time with me today. Of course, this was fun. Thank you. Same time next week. No. <laughs> Maybe. We're, we're gonna find all about you. Uh, oh, me. Well, that's that's <laughs> why I enjoy this is because it's not about me. But don't tell anybody I said that. Okay. Sorry, famous with Brent Wilkinson. Next week's guest, Dallas. Ah, <laughs> got sweaty in here again. Um. Ooh, anywho. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Enjoy your Saturday. Um, it, you as well. I am gonna let you go before I lose you again, though. So uh, thanks again. Okay. No worries. Okay. Yep. Yeah, thank you. Have a good one. Have a good one. Okay, kids. That's all for this week. Next week's guest is the lovely Valerie Schmidt. See you then.